I was studying a scripture strike my spirit very strong. It's in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 20. Deuteronomy chapter, no, give me 32 and 20. 32. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I don't think any, anybody wants to experience such a thing. I will see what their end shall be. For they are a very forward generation. A children in whom is no faith. So that means that you require faith for your assignment. Amen. No substitute for it. No substitute for it. In fact, let me say this. Any investment you make about faith is the greatest investment you will make. This is a very frightening scripture. Now, when we study the Bible carefully, the Israelites were in bondage for about 400 years. If I remember the time they are living, the Bible said it was 430. Now, they crossed the Red Sea, they came to the land because of their rebellious nature. God decided that I'm going to kill all of you. And then he left with only Joshua and Caleb after they went to spy the land in Kadesh Barnea. Now, so Deuteronomy is a rehearsal of what I call the desert babies. The desert babies were all the original people that left Egypt. Everybody died. So that generation that entered the promised land, they were all born in the desert. They never came to town. None of them was in Accra. They were in the desert. They grew up in the desert. In fact, interestingly, they were, they were not even circumcised. You remember in the book of Joshua, uh, God asked Joshua to circumcise them after the circumcision. The Bible says God wrote away the reproach. Amen. Pastors. Hallelujah. And so these desert babies were the ones that entered the promised land. So actually the book of Deuteronomy was a rehearsal of all the laws that were given to their fathers. One of the things Moses referred to the children about their fathers is that and he said I will hide my face from them. So Moses was telling them that one of the strong points that God said, I will hide my spirit from these people. And I will see what their end shall be. Definitely, if God hides his face from you, your end will be a disaster. Because without me, you can do nothing. And he keeps on saying that, for they are a very forward generation, a children. And the reason you do that is that they are a children whom is no what? Faith. How many of you want to please God? What do we have to really do to please God? I know some of you are going to say, don't fornicate, don't commit adultery, don't do that, thank God. But it's very simple in the Bible. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so men and women of God, if you have to do and you have to accomplish anything in the kingdom, you will need faith. Because listen to me, your assignment will attract you and attack. Everything God has called you to do. There are, I wish I have time to tell you four people you have to be careful in your life when God called you. But because your behavior, I will keep it for myself for now. And then later, maybe you are waiting for a portrait. So what it is? Four people. You have to be very careful. Yeah. When you meet those four people and you don't handle them where you are going nowhere. But still, I'm not convinced about your behavior. But the point is that it's not by force. I will tell you, I'm not preaching. Actually, I didn't come to preach, but the apostle is doing one thing, so let me share something with you. I, mean, I can do that tomorrow. Now, that's not what I'm preaching. 
Now, wait, if I preach it today, what am I going to preach tomorrow? Yeah, a lot of things are in my spirit. I, I promise you, I will tell you, but not today. Now, he said, I will hide my faith from them because let's stay with faith because to develop your faith is even more important than hearing those four people. Four group of people. You have to, I, I'll tell you, don't worry. <laughs> no, you don't want me to start and I will not finish. Because any time apostle come, I will hand over to him. I didn't decide to preach today. Amen. Now, so tell your neighbor, you must develop your faith. For instance, let me tell you something. If you are here and you are building a church building, eh, and you budgeted to finish the building with $1 million, which is equivalent at the time you started last year. <laughs> I don't know why you are laughing, but I'm coming with uh, 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 economic statistics. In Ghana here, in Ghana, you see, whatever happened to your country, it goes all over the world. Yesterday, do you remember Apostle? He was quoting, he was talking about the inflation in Ghana. Jesus is a concern. Some of you have not been concerned about those things. You have not even prayed about it. But this situation, if you don't have faith, it can bring your project to a standstill. So faith is very crucial. If you don't know how the principle, how it works, eh, then you are going to live by the economic system in your country. Like I was telling you yesterday, I cannot look at the pocket of the church members to build. I can't do that. I have to step into this ground by faith. And everything you see here is an adventure of faith. And so I'm telling you that if you don't develop your faith, chances are that you may not finish your assignment. It's very crucial. Amen. You need a strong, unadulterated faith. Taking daring steps and pragmatic moves. It means that you dare what nobody will dare. And you are sure that you cannot fail. Now, let me talk about three kinds of faith. There's something we call the word of faith, which everybody can preach it, um, name it, and claim it. Uh, I was talking to you about, I don't know whether you were the one I was saying, that the principle Jesus taught about faith. Were you the one I was talking about? In the book of Mark chapter 11 and verse number 22, 23, I told you that Jesus taught the greatest principle of faith in that particular um, scripture and then that is where he cursed the fig tree when we read from verse number 20 and then when they were returning Jesus said that and Jesus answered Peter called to remembrance and said the master uh, and Peter calling to remembrance said unto the master behold the fig tree which will curse is weathered away everybody say faith then he used that to teach us one of the greatest principles of prayer and faith and he said that uh, Jesus answered and said to them have faith in God tell your neighbor have faith in God Tell your brother, have the God kind of faith. It means that Jesus was saying that for me to catch the tree, now there's an interesting thing about this particular scripture. When you read the account in Mark, Mark said that they went to Bethany when they were coming. So when Jesus cursed the tree, they went to Bethany when they were coming. The next day, they saw that the tree is dry. When you read the account in Matthew, Matthew said when he cursed the tree, presently the tree dried away. Because you are passing, I'm not going to go, go it's a homework. So the account in Matthew says presently. In fact, the King James in Matthew, that is the word the King James used. Now, Mark said that it bothered me a lot for so many years. I didn't understand why one of them recorded presently. It means that Matthew was trying to say that when Jesus cursed the tree, all of them were standing and instantly all the green leaves became brown. 
Because you say instantly of presence, that's what you mean. Now, I a little bit accept what Mark said because Mark said they, they went to Bethany after he cursed the tree. When they were returning, hmm, then Jesus calling to them. I mean, then Peter calling and said, Hey, the tree that the master cursed is withered away. So I begin to ask the Lord, why, why do Matthew record something that happened instant? And Mark record when they went and they were coming back. It took me years. So after I went to seek the Lord, then the Holy Ghost opened my eyes and said, okay, it's not, there's no difference. Matthew recorded what happened in the spirit. And Mark recorded what happened in the natural. Wow. That is why what things showed ever. Are you following me? Uh, you are behaving well, small, small. So let me see how it goes. I will give you the four because I'm, I'm still checking. And Jesus, for now, watch this. For verily I say unto the whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Now let me tell you something. I was telling you that your ministry will attract you and attack. Every great man of God. Ora Robert was healed from tuberculosis. Bishop Oedipo was healed from tuberculosis. As I'm standing here, there are threatening diseases I have to deal with it in the past to come to where I am. Are you getting what I'm talking about? In fact, one day, Dr. Richard Roberts told me, he said that Dr. Robert has something. They were going to do a surgery on him. And the way the doctors were rushing, it's like they have to take him to theater. Whilst they were pushing him on a stretcher, preparing him for, for theater, for a surgery, he called one of your sisters and said, give me my checkbook. And he wrote a check. I don't know the amount. And he told them that they should run to a particular church and lay it at the altar. So they were trying to prepare him for the surgery. By the time the man landed there, the doctors came, but the sickness has vanished. But you see, that kind of illumination and aroma, you must understand how faith works before you do it. It means that he engaged the altar against any kind of attack. She said it. It was not that there was a church service. There was no church service. He just had to come to the church, open the door, put the sacrifice at the altar. By the time the doctors came, they couldn't find what they were coming to operate. Hello? Now, let's look at the next thing. Let me show you something. Let, 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 let's go to the next verse. Verse number 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what is whatever you desire? When you pray, woo, I told you about the law of desire. That means that if you desire to have an auditorium that sits with two people, God is happy. Don't ever get angry about the car somebody is driving. It is his desire. This is one of the greatest principles Jesus said. Jesus said that what is soever you desire? I am not against it. As long as it will not disconnect you from me. Whatever you desire. So one day if you desire to own a private jet and you can still stay in the ministry, God is fine. It is called the law of desire. What is soever you desire? When you pray, do what? Talk to me. Huh? Do what? Believe that what? Huh? Have you seen what Matthew did and what Mark did? I want to explain it here. Matthew said, instantly, presently, the fig tree withered away. Find it for me, boy. Find the two for me. I don't want to read too much, but fine. When, the, when he saw the fig tree, Matthew chapter 21, verse 19. 
Let's read from 18 and 19. Matthew chapter 21, verse 18 and 19. Let me see something there. Huh? Now, the morning, as they returned into the city, he, he, he hungered, or he was hungry. This is King James. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereof, but leaves only. And he said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee hereafter forever. Henceforth forever. And presently, presently, the fig tree withered away. Mark said that they went when they were coming back, Mark chapter 11, I think verse number 10 thereabout. Mark chapter 11. Go there, let me see. Uh, no, go to verse 20. And in the morning, as they passed by, uh, go to verse 18, let me see something. Verse 18. Is it 19? Uh, uh, okay 12 let's see 12 and on the morrow when they, when they were come from Bethany he was hungry have you noticed it and see a fig tree afar having leaves he came if happily he might find anything thereof and when he came to it he found nothing but leaves for the time for the fix was not yet and he said something Jesus answered and said unto it no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever and his disciples had it so they continued their journey and they left to Bethany. now so he just said that from today nobody will eat fruit from you again the disciples said it and so they passed they went to Akusomo. they were coming verse 20 huh? and in the morning so probably 24 hours if they came there in the morning the next 24 hours in the morning as they passed by they saw the fig tree dry to the root now mark said that they went there when they were coming then they saw the tree was dry matthew said when they jesus pronounced the tree instantly the tree dry you have read it all over the years but you have never noticed it it bothered me i so then god said it's still the principle of how faith works and so I've already told you that Matthew recorded what happened in the spirit. It means that when Jesus said, No man eat fruit of fruit from thee hereafter forever, whilst the tree was standing there green in the spirit realm, it has dry. Now, hear this if you cut this principle, now let's come back to Mark chapter 11 and verse number 24. Watch this Mark 11, verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you. What things soever you desire, you desire a nice classes. When you pray, believe that you receive them. Receiving does not mean you have it. Because your behavior has dropped, I put my four points in my pocket now. Receiving does not mean you have it. Receiving is behaving like Matthew. However, it does not also mean that you are not going to have it. Between the seed and the harvest, there is time. Can I say that again? Whilst the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest, time. So between the seed and the harvest, time. Most time, when you mix it, is the time. 
if everybody is not going to make it and you you destroy god's promise for your life it's because of the time faith is difficult when god doesn't show up at the time you expect it now take it very serious i'm showing you the principle how it works this is the principle that built this multi-million thing without a loan no borrowing no loan no nothing this thing here everything up to today we all nobody one city and so i can tell you if you're spirit it's not a matter of coming out of the bay you see i study kenneth copeland kenneth hagen i study bishop Oedipo. these people preach very simple messages they defended it over the years and they produce results so you can preach some whoosh who message but it does not bring any results it is not what you are preaching does it bring results because there is something about your generation now he's deep he's deep he's deep keep on going deep are you bringing results Listen to Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland will not preach anything outside of faith. And he preaches it in a very simple form. The man has a church compound with an airport. When I went there, even his philanthropic warehouse for donorship, my goodness. Just where he, he, he keeps things and sends it to the poor. Amazing. I'm telling you, I saw about four planes or three planes there. In the church. So from the church auditorium, there are different things on the compound plus runway with a control tower. And the man is not preaching any serious thing. Now listen, get it straight. Don't go and study some who who's your stay and preach and it doesn't produce any results. Simplicity of the gospel is simple. Simple. You see Papa Deboye preaching, he's standing there, we even moved. Yesterday, uh, Apostle uh, uh, Michael Oropo was talking about the fact that Dr. Kumo, you will be remembered for holiness. And he said, Bishop Oropo will be remembered for faith. And he said, Papa Deboye will be remembered for, for, for humility and power. But you see, the man preached very simple. But he produced dangerous results. So check, the message you are preaching, he said, bring results. Now, the Americans say that if you use the same method to do something you're expecting a, a different result, you are insane. That means that if the thing is not working, go back to the drawing board and change it. Because listen, you are quoting Greek, but the people God attracted to you, they don't need Greek. Because you are quoting Greek, because you hear some American preacher is quoting Greek. Your people don't need Greek. My people here, I don't preach Greek to them. My ministry is spiritual ICU. Yesterday, when Apostle finished preaching, he said, Papa, he said, I'm saying, yes, this is where you have come. He almost break down. Because I said, the people here, when they come, huh, they will suck you. No, me, I can lay hands on over 5,000 people. One day, God warned me, he said, listen, the people that come to your place, this is spiritual intensive care unit. It means that what I attract is different from what another man attract. There are people who come to your ministry and they are between death and life. So I preach the faith 
pump it into their spirit in a very simple way. One of my members, doctors declare him that you can leave. One girl, 25th December, here in the husband, they were at the hospital and the doctors removed the thing. All of them know what I'm talking about. I've, I was preaching some series of it. The doctor said, there's nothing we can do. Your wife is gone. He lifted, he said, the guy removed the blood, removed the drip and carried his wife to, into a car and drove. He said, on the way, the guy, the lady went off two times. He just go. The wife not grieving. Drove to Portis and drove and kept no chest service. Drove and landed him at the altar and the guy jerked back to life. And the sickness left his body instantly. She is still alive and he has given birth. No Greek, no Hebrew, no who who shows message. Simplicity of faith. He's still alive. If you go to hospital, doctor declares, sit down, sit down, sit down. I'm not preaching. Huh? Are you getting it? If you go to hospital and doctor declares that your wife cannot live, what would you do? Now listen. You cannot say you are faith until you face crisis. I'm waiting for you to behave well, then I will tell you what I have to tell you. You can never say you are a man of faith. You can never say you are a man of faith until the devil knock at your door. So let's stop all this braggadocious attitude in our time. Sit down, sit down, so that I can give it to you. Well. Sit down. It's simple. You cannot say you have faith until the doctor says you have cancer. You cannot say you have faith until God sends you to a bush. And he said, go there and plant a church. Some of you here, if God tells you to move from where you are, now you move. You will start reasoning. Huh? The coin. And the God say, uh, come to Chopoli. What is it? No, today you are sitting here like that. Seven years ago, if you look at the circumstance around here, and God say, come and plant a church here, you must know God and have faith. Because listen, when Abraham left, he didn't know where he was going. Very simple. The Bible said, not knowing where they were going, but he moved. Get thee out of your father, your kindred from your father's and go to a land I will show you. It means I didn't know where he was going. Because there's something about God. When he speaks, he doesn't give details. Seven years ago, when I was working on the land, this is how this land looked like. They finished their farming and then they have harvested, they are waiting for another season, dry time. You see the people have looked so all of them are miserable. Look at their faces. All of them were confused. They were talking. Later they told me, say, hey, Papa, I didn't cry there, you know. I had the bed there. But as a as a man with foresight, because it is hindsight that gives you insight. Oh, 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 oh. It's insight that gives you foresight. It's foresight that gives you oversight. Now watch this. So when I was breaking the ground nobody now take it out take it out so that they can listen to me so seven years this is the place this will look like after seven years this is what you see now nothing well even the road to come here we did it we did the road 
the road. If they have to continue the road, there was no road to this, no access road. The road I did is what has remained the main access road to this place. No electricity. I have to plant a transformer here. They told me that they can't do it. They are not ready. So I have to provide a dedicated transformer. Do high tension, step it down. Huh? And up to today, we have never borrowed one, one person. So you can decide with your arrogant and superfluity of naughtiness and not take what I'm saying, but I pray that you will take it. Now, the most difficult people to preach to is pastors. Sit down. Because they know everything you are saying. I see you building a 5,000 seater without borrowing money from anybody. I see you building a city like this. Now, sit down. Let me tell you, some of you, eh, today I was praying for you. Even if you won't build a city, build a church and build some 500 rooms so that people in your ministry and some people can wait upon the Lord. Because listen, listen. Do you know why I built Porter City? I studied some things around. I realized that the largest church in the world has a prayer camp. The most powerful church in Ghana, Pentecost, is Church of Pentecost. They are the ones who start camps in Ghana. Then I went to Nigeria and I realized that all the church that make meaning, they are prayer camps. Redeem prayer camp. Deeper life prayer camp. Canaan and others that you don't know. So, I realized that there is a place you have to build something to generate a concentrated prayer. That produces a lasting revival. So this place, if, if you don't have program, anytime you come, somebody's fasting. Different pastors come here to fast. Whilst we are doing now, there is another whole pastors. There is another, they are meeting in another auditorium, another denomination. They came with their general overseer and they are fasting and they are praying. They are not part of us, but they are also meeting there and they are praying. So every time there's prayer going on. Because it seems God does nothing until somebody prays. That is what John Wesley said. Huh? Without God, man can do nothing. And without man, God will do nothing. So without God, man can't. And without man, God will not. Hey, mighty man of God. Build your faith. If you don't build your faith, the people that God is sending out of your church will be holding the address. If you see a pastor walking around, I'm looking for my members. We were in Tema one day. One pastor came there and said, he's coming to fetch his members out of the honor. And he came with a touch. I yes, member one. I'm sure. This guy was his member. So he came and said, hey, member one, stand up. He was there. Now listen, you don't have a member. Because let me tell you the reality. This one, I'm going to offend you, but let me tell you. The members you have, you call them members. They have another four pastors. Okay. They have one pastor in India. They have one in Nigeria. And they have another one in Singapore. You are the first, but you have three substitutes. A lot of pastors didn't even know. Some of you sitting here. I wish I have time tomorrow to teach you. You don't know that Christianity system has changed. Now, 
There are two things that change the world. The first thing that shifted, you see, before then, there was nothing like divorce. Divorce was not in the equation. The first thing that changed the world is what is called Second World War. Before the Second World War, the women that are married, they marry to the men. The men go to the bush to go and work. The woman must stay home and take care of the children. He has to meet the man's three requirements. Food, sex, and take care of children. So when the man appears from the farm or from the factory, when he comes home, you are not doing anything. You give the man food. In the night, he fires. And they want to become pregnant to raise their children. That's all. Now listen, that interdependent thing was not calling for divorce. So before the second world war, it was difficult for people to divorce. Because when you leave the man, you have nowhere to go. You, the woman needs the man, the man needs the woman. Even when he abuses you, you stay. That is why our grandmothers marry our polygamous grandmothers. As long as the man can provide, you stay. Now watch this. The second world war hit. When second world war hit, all the men must go and fight. So the men left the home. Don't forget the women were at, were at home. So when they went to the battlefield, then the women must go and take care of the men's business. I want to show you something. When the men returned from the war, the women has taken over the business. They were doing it and they were not ready to come back and stay at home. That is where they started. What anything a man can do? You are not listening to what I'm saying. You, you don't even understand. You see, you are just doing ministry. You don't know church history. You don't know the dispensation. You don't know where you are. Some of you don't even have idea of the dispensation you are in. In the covenant in which you are under. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Now watch this. So the man came and then, wow, it developed to a certain point. And then we came to the place. Okay. So, by the time it came to 2019, if you meet this girl and you say, I want to marry you. He said, okay, I have agreed. Naturally, you have to take care of her to build up that ego like the man in charge. Okay, I love you. He said, I love you. Eh, I want to buy you a car. I have one. <laughs> don't clap, don't clap. Eh, I just got a three-bedroom house at Death Traco. Oh, I have one at Reggie Manuel. <laughs> what about fridge? Oh, I have both fridge and deep freezer. <laughs> so, some of these guys standing, everything you want to give to them, they already have it. Well, you have, you have still not behavior, so let me cut it for you. This is it. I am showing you the reason for the divorce rate in our time. Don't just walk around. I am deep and I'm deep. What could some Greek be? The Greek word for power is dunamis the Greek word for authority is exousia for what what does it really change in the person's life somebody is sick there command the sickness to leave and the person will give you one million dollars and stop the Greek and stop the exousia and the dunamis Oh man. Anyway, let me get out of your way. It's apostle. Eh? No, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. 
Sit down. Okay. There is a guy who has sneaked into your church. You don't know him. He's loaded. Everybody who has prospered in Ghana is afraid. That is why they, they even connect to occultism. Because Africa system, your prosperity attracts all kinds of things, including fowls driving a bicycle, riding a bicycle. Now watch this. If you see a fowl riding a bicycle, then you know that it's coming from. As I've dealt with different rich people, I discovered that when people prosper in Africa, they are afraid. So when those people come to your church, they can give you one million dollars, but they must see power. Now, number two, number two, some of the people you are preaching to, they're already intellectual. This is my daughter. I taught her how to fast. One of the fasting girls in our church. He's a, he's a lecturer. Huh? She's, he's a doctor in the process of becoming a professor. Are you getting it? So, if you say, do not miss an Azusia, he knows. The one he doesn't know is that when you lay hands on it, he must fall under the power. When he fall under the power, he can say, ah, this is the power. If you are shouting, you are a child of God. When you lay hands on it, he must fall under the power and put his doctrines in his pocket because you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come. Not intellectual capacity, power. The people that sign checks and give it to me, some checks, and if I mention to you, you won't come to church again. Dangerous checks. Now, those people, they are not sitting here listening to your Azusia and your, your Dunamis and your Paracritos. They're not important. They're not something is chasing them. Their they are, they are, they are competitor want to kill them. Somebody has taken their name to the juju. And you have to tell them, no. There is a lady, somebody bought his house. And the person said, you won't pay. He pays more, you won't pay. He came to me and said, Papa, this person doesn't want to pay my money. I said, you pay. I fasted for three days. And then I said, he said, Papa, this is picture. I lay hands on him. I say, I take your sleep. I take your comfort. And you pay the money. He came and said, Papa, can you imagine, Papa? When I left your place, he called me and said that I should send him my bank account. Then he called me and said, Papa, send me your account. I want to wire something. May you receive power to demonstrate the power of God. No, you are not understanding what I'm talking about. This is how we make it work. And the Bible says, and the multitude followed Jesus when they saw the signs. Not the intellectual capacity. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, let's talk. I, I, I love what Apostle, Apostle Michael Lupo said. said that, yeah, don't black because you finish Harvard. All you get is a, 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 a little better job. There are people who have never gone to Harvard. There is one footballer who is my 
my, my, what do we call it? Um, my neighbor. Eh? She's not even a Ghanaian footballer. He, he's, he's a captain. He used to be the captain of the Togo national team. One day I was scanning. I realized he has 34 cars in his house. 34. I meet him. I said, so what is your education? So I stopped primary school. <laughs> Keep on speaking big beginnings. Keep on. Eh? There is a man of God in Nigeria. Eh? He has gone to be the, the Lord. He's called T.B. Joshua. Well, there's a lot of controversy about him. That, that's not important. But the thing is that the man even is not well educated. But even in Japan, he brought the place to a standstill. I don't want you to boast about I don't want that. I prefer to preach with bad English and generate power. I prefer that one. My English is not correct, but I'm generating power than speaking all the grammar and nothing happens. Because if you preach without power, you are not a preacher, you are a lecturer. Any man of God without the Holy Ghost power and demonstration of his power. One day I was preaching in this room, somebody died here. She collapsed and died. The doctors rushed and they say his pulse is gone. Four doctors were there. One of my guys said, Papa, don't go there. Let's carry him behind so that we don't, we, because media people are here. I said, put him there. Everybody was here. Yes, Lifted water and I said, life. Pull on him and rebuke the spirit of death. In five seconds, he jacked back to life. Power. Receive a certain grace the entities in the supernatural will locate your voice, hear your voice, and respond to your voice. Sit down. Now, let me show you how long I've operated this thing. Huh? 16 years ago, my first girl, my first girl, I've gone to 25th December. Those who were in power, they saw the clip. How many of you saw the, the security camera those days? They were there. Now, listen. I have done extension. This guy, yeah, this my son, yeah, deceived me. And then he did extension on my estate building and dig a swimming pool. Because you see, I was preaching so much. I went to, I started doing massaging. One day I traveled to Singapore. And when I was there, I wanted to do massaging. Because I, I you remember those days in Bedding Power, I can stand from like eight o'clock to sometimes the whole night ends at eight. So 12 hours I was standing. And I started doing massaging. So I went to Singapore. And then whilst i was there i told them that i want to do massage when they came the guy pressed me and said no no we have to come and do it in your room i said why he said no there's too much tension in your body when we do it you will sleep i said no me i don't sleep like that i will not sleep they said don't wait you come so they came to do the massage in the course of doing it i don't know how they did it i think they pushed onto me i slept <laughs> and it's one of the longest sleeping in my life when I, they started at six o'clock i wake up the next day six. Oh, me die I slept. Then the man came to me and said, What do you do? Too much tension in your body. And he said, If you become addicted to massage, it will not help you. You have to learn how to swim. Because the swimming, psychologically, it is the only exercise that almost every part of your body is exercised. And then the water is self cycle. So I started swimming. So I dig a swimming pool in my house. Because I, I used to go to a hotel to go and sweep and swim. And some of the things is. 
One day I was sitting in Novote, a certain white lady crossed me like this. I said, Kaduba Yato say. I left and I came back home. May the Lord prosper you that you'll be delivered from the trap of the death. Now, men of God, say that. Let me tell you this. Now, in the swimming pool, eh, my little girl was about two years old, almost two years old. I went to church to preach 25th December. I came back, I climbed up, I slept. I was lying there, the Lord said, Wake up. Wake up. I could see like an angel tapping me. When I wake up, I had a balcony that when I stand there, I see the pool. It's a small one because the estate building in man, it is not a big. It doesn't have a big plot. Then I saw my little girl was floating on the water there. My wife and sisters were there because 25th, people have come around. Hey, I jumped from the top into the water. This is something security cameras recorded. Now, this is the mystery. The swimming pool has a fence on it. We, the camera could show the door is open, but we didn't see the one who opened the door. So some mysterious something opened the door. Whilst they were inside, the guy jumped and then he jumped into the water. So when he jumped, he, you could see that on the camera, he went up, came and then she gave up. So when I jumped there, then my wife and his sister started crying. Hey, I said, shut up! And I said, all of you go inside. Stop the intellectual thing. And that's what they are looking for. You shall receive power. That is what Apostle said yesterday. If you completed Harvard, it's just a lift of pay and a better job. But you may not really be a prosperous man. Now watch this. Those days I have done all night in bed in power for some years. I put the guy at the past and Lord, this is not my testimony. This one is not my testimony. This one is not my testimony. This one it's not my testimony. Three times he sneezed and came back to life. I still have the video. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 20. I'm ending. I'll finish. Let me finish. Your apostle has come. Me, I'm here with you. Huh? Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Huh? Watch this. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 20. This is what Moses told them. Huh? And he said, I will hide my face from them. Man of God, if you don't develop your faith, God will hide his faith from you. Huh? And, and I will see what their, their end shall be. For they are a very forward generation, a children whom is what? No faith. Unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Why? They did not mix it. Anyway, my time is up. No, I told you, I'm just. Stop boasting too much about your intellectual prowess. It's time to demonstrate power. When we came to this ground, one day a cow came from the river. Midnight, we're praying here, and the cow was hitting his head, moving. Everybody was scattering. Zidip, if you have power, face the cow. I anointed this compound that time, it was not big like this, with over 70 bottles of anointing oil. The Lord said, Declare it a no fly zone. So I said, From today, no witchcraft will fly here. 
we see crows are flying. One will come down, bam, and die. It happened about four times. You come here, all the crows are here, they scatter. Listen, the only language the devil respects is. That's a respect. That is the only language you respect. You can negotiate with him. You can sympathize with him. The only language you respect is power. Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know. Who are you? So there are some people in the spirit realm, a certain dimension they operate, they know them. When you start speaking in tongues, it must cross a certain, a certain realm. It must cross the principalities and the power. That, uh, listen, the angel said, and the prince of the kingdom of Persia restored me 21 days. So there are things you are still praying about. As he goes to heaven, you are, you are disturbing God. God says, I've released the answer. The next thing is that because prayer is towards God, warfare is towards the devil. You will get it when you are grown. You don't fight God. Prayer is towards God. You pray to God. But spiritual warfare is to silence the devil. Now listen, we are not even permitted. It's not scriptural to fight the devil. We are not because Jesus has already fought him. And he has defeated him. We must enforce his defeat. What else does the police do? Receive power. When you live here, your ministry will grow. May you take voter raging for Jesus. May you take greater crowd for Jesus. May you take a certain raging for Jesus. I say receive.